on the field, and inside the clubhouse. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Now broadcasting live from American Family Field, here's Matt Foley. That was a tough one today for the Brewers. They get down early, don't get a whole lot done offensively. Freddie Peralta was not especially good. You have to wonder, he got two quick outs there in the first inning. If something happens a little bit differently in the first and he gets out of there without giving up a run, how different does this game end up looking? But he gives up a four spot in the top of the first inning, and uh, the Cardinals come away with a 10-1 win to even up the series at a game apiece. Welcome in to Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, coming your way from American Family Field. Vinny Rotino, former Brewer and Valley Sports Wisconsin analyst, will join me coming up in our next segment If you want to join the program, you can do so multiple ways to get connected in. You can call or you can text into the Acunet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620. That's 855-616-1620. Or you can tweet at me, at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. We're taking you to a little bit after 11.30. We'll hear the post-game comments of manager Craig Council. We will go back through the game with the highlights as well. Uh, Really, for me... I, I just hit it. I mean, there's there's two talking points on this one. Freddie Peralta did not pitch well, and something we talked about on Brewers' warm-up prior to the game today was how it had been good to see these starting pitchers, most notably Corbin Burns and Brandon Woodruff, take step forwards from start one to start two. Well, of the three, you can make the argument that Freddie Peralta had the best first start of the season, but he also now has the worst second start when we're comparing those three. So it was not a step forward today for Peralta. A little bit of a tip your cap when it comes to uh, Miles Michaelis, what he was able to do today for St. Louis. He goes six and two-thirds innings, gives up just one run on three hits, seven strikeouts, one walk. He was absolutely in control of this game, and the Brewers just really did not have much of an answer for him. Um, and, and the Cardinals are ready for Freddie Peralta. And Peralta's had some issues against St. Louis at times for, for whatever reason. Maybe that's not the best matchup that he can have, but this is a day where from a pitching standpoint, Cardinals are good, Brewers not so much, and from a hitting standpoint, it's the exact opposite. I mean, the Brewers just could not get anything going from an offensive perspective. They scored the one run there in the seventh inning as Michaelis was clearly starting to uh, wear down a bit as his pitch count was moving in an upward direction. He got to uh, 91 pitches before they got him out of there. But, yeah, this was just a day that uh, we've seen a very uneven uh, offensive performance now from the Brewers all season long. In all of their games, they've either scored four runs or more or one run or less. And it's good that we can see them go out and score multiple runs and have good run-scoring days. But I think it also is, and it's early on in the season, nothing's truly alarming at this point. But it is notable to see that right now things are kind of uneven. I bet if we went and looked at most baseball teams across Major League Baseball, we could find some things that are pretty darn uneven. That's... That's what it happens in the first month, month and a half of the season, and especially coming off the, the shortened spring training. You don't want to keep using that as an excuse, but it's not really an excuse. It's just simply a reason. Like this is just a, it's a little bit different this year, and uh, at some point things will start to normalize out. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620. That's the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet into the program, at Matt Pauley on air. Vinny Rotino, former Brewer and Valley Sports Wisconsin analyst, joins us in just a moment on Brewers Extra Innings here on WT. TMJ. 
Here comes Freddie. Swing a line drive. Base hit to right center. St. Louis going to have an early lead. Arenado is going to wind up at third. Or is he? He'll be home. Newtbar all the way to third on that line drive off the bat of Harrison Bader. And St. Louis looking good here in the opening inning. Yeah, they had a four-run first inning, all with two outs. Freddie Peralta looked like he was in control to the first two batters, and then uh, things did not go well from there for Peralta, who struggles today in his uh, performance. He goes three innings, six runs on seven hits, four strikeouts, two walks. This is Brewers Extra Innings. If you want to join the program, you can do so by calling or texting in to the AccuNet Mortgage Talk and text line 855-616-1620, or you can tweet at me at Matt Pauley on air, M-A-T-T-P-A-U-L-E-Y on air. Let's bring in Vinny Rotino, former Brewer and a Bally Sports Wisconsin analyst. And Vinny, what did you see from Freddie Peralta today? Because uh, his first two batters looked good, but then after that it just really wasn't good from there. Matt, it took him four pitches to get the first two outs, and then I think he had like over 30 pitches for the inning. Um, it was a really rough first inning after he got the first two guys out. For me, what happened was he he wasn't able to really establish that slider, and he wasn't pitching well up in the zone with that fastball. So at times, I think Freddie gets a little bit too much like a traditional pitcher, uh, and that sounds a little bit weird to say, but when he gets when he tries to spot up and, and spot and hit spots down and away or down and in, like no, Freddie, you gotta establish that fastball at the upper part of the zone. Just throw it to areas in that upper third. People hitters can't hit it when it's up there. It, it, He's proven not to be able to hit that, and then that sets up that slider, that real big sweeping slider. But when he tries to get cute, hit spots down in the zone, he gets squared up, and then he just he wasn't able to put anybody away. Uh, and that first inning really snowballed on him, and then it, it really set the tone for the rest of the game for him. Yeah, to kind of back up what you're saying, when you look at the usage, he kind of went away from the slider. He only threw it uh, nine times. He only threw it three times for a strike. All those times were swings. Uh, he never got a single swing and miss on it either. So uh, it was just a, it, it was a tough day with the slider. And then even you look at the four-seam fastball, he threw it for a strike 61% of the time. That's not horrible, but you'd like that number to be a little bit higher when you're talking about the fastball. It was really probably the changeup that was his most effective pitch today. It just uh, he, he didn't seem to have everything working. Exactly right. He didn't have everything working. And again, he can't get away from being that fastball Freddy. I mean, I know he's trying to get away from that and be kind of more complete pitcher and throw multiple breaking balls. But his curveball, you know, frankly, it's more it's more up and down and it's not as good of a pitch as that sweeping slider. And again, that sweeping slider doesn't really play as well unless guys are really cognizant of that fastball and being really blown away by that fastball at the upper third. So, I mean, 14 change-ups tonight, too. I, you know, I know it was effective at times, but at times also it hung. Um, it's it's really not the time to, to really work on stuff. You kind of have to feel your way through some of these pitches that he's been working on and, and feel like, okay, this is a good time to use this right here or have that really good feeling like I'm going to execute this right here and get through it. Um, I don't know. It seemed like he was just forcing some stuff tonight and he wasn't he wasn't pitching like himself. What the, the first inning thing, I have a hard time lumping today's first inning with maybe his historical first inning issues just because 
he had those first two outs so quickly. I mean, this game could have looked very, very different if the re- if he would have gotten just one more out there. He doesn't. But what is it that leads to a starting pitcher that maybe struggles a bit in the first inning? Yeah, Council talked about this after the game. I thought it was a really good point. He said that it's just just getting into the rhythm of the game. Like <laughs> it's almost I equate it to broadcasting, right? So your opening segment, man, that is tough, right? You, once you get into the flow of it, it, it starts to become easier because why? You get into the rhythm of it, your brain starts getting locked into the moment and, and really getting lost in the moment. I think that's very similar to what a pitcher goes through. I never pitched, but I mean, I caught guys that in that first inning, they, they really, you could see the adrenaline kick up. And this is a guy, Freddie, you got to remember that he already pitches with a ton of passion, a ton of energy. Uh, you can tell he loves what he's doing out there and he really wants it. He really, really wants it, but he almost wants it a little bit too bad sometimes in that first inning. But like you said, he got those first two outs really quickly, and I was surprised that he couldn't put away a hitter. I mean, he shouldn't have walked Lars Newtbar. Um, I'm not a believer in that guy, quite frankly, and you just got to go after him at that point, and, and you can't walk him. 855-616-1620, the Acunet Mortgage Talk and Text Line. Let's grab uh, Matt in Hartford who's giving us a call. Hey, Matt, you're on WTMJ. Yeah, so I was at tonight's game, and, you know, I was I was disappointed in when we got the hits. You know, they came at kind of a bad time. Our offense really wasn't there in the first couple innings, and I, I'm worried that this spring training that was shortened might have affected how our starting pitchers are going to be able to go in the start of the season. And I'm just hoping that we're going to be able to fix that and that our hits will become more timely, and hopefully we can string together some nice wins here. Yeah, Matt, I appreciate the call. It's a couple interesting points. First off, Vinny, we've talked a lot about the short spring training. I think it is going to impact starting pitching, but luckily it's something that hopefully we're not talking about anymore two, three weeks from now, and especially with the expanded playoff, it feels like the long-term impact of that this season will be somewhat negligible. Yeah, I agree. I mean, once they get into the rhythm of the season, you you would have liked to see Freddie kind of bounce back from his first start. Uh, And so we really wouldn't be talking about this right now as far as the pitching is concerned because we did see Corbin Burns bounce back. We saw uh, Brandon Woodruff bounce back. But, uh, yeah, I mean, in the timely hits thing, I mean, it's uh, this team (laughs) – they're not the Cardinals, right? I mean, the Cardinals, you see, look at those at-bats up and down the lineup. I think we will see that at some point from the Brewers. It's just going to take them a while to get into the rhythm of what their offense is going to look like, what kind of roles people are going to have. I'm surprised. Here's another one. I'm surprised Jace Peterson is not really taking advantage of this opportunity at this point, of this opportunity to kind of play every day, or, or he's for, for or platooning you know, with Mike Brasso. But he's, since Luis Arias is out, he hasn't really taken – that opportunity and run with it at this point. So um, once Luis Arias is back, I think this offense is going to look a little bit different too as well. Yeah, and Peterson right now hitting 063. Uh, we know about his ability to get on base. He's not quite doing it at the elite level that he has done uh, previously. So that's a that's a good point. And uh, you, you think about some, you know, Mike Brasso had the big hit uh, there against the Cubs. Obviously, they're, they're just trying to piecemeal this thing together over at third base until they do get Luis Urias back. He was supposed to take some at-bats and also be in the field today, I think I understand. I believe Craig Council said that to Bob Euchre during the pregame show today. So that would indicate 
that he is getting closer and closer to returning. I would be surprised if he returns in the month of April. I would think early May in all likelihood. He's still got to uh, get some game, game at bats in before all is said and done. All right, we'll take a break for the news, which is in two minutes, and then we'll be back with more after that. Brewers fall short today. They lose to the Cardinals 10-1. More Brewers extra innings after the news here on WTMJ. Whitgren at the belt, throws home. That one's lined down the right field line. A base hit. Here comes McCutcheon to try and score. The throw from Carlson's cut off. The Brewers are on the board. It's 8-1 on the RBI single from Omar Narvaez. That's all their run scoring for the night. They lose by a 10-1 score. Brewers' extra innings does continue here on WTMJ. My name is Matt Pauley, live at American Family Field. Vinny Rotino, former Brewer and Valley Sports Wisconsin analyst, joining us as well. Vinny, there was a scary moment in the game with Brent Suter when he was going after a ball. He went towards the uh, Cardinal dugout, uh, hit the railing. In real time, it looked worse than it was when they slowed it down uh, on the replay. You saw that his face kind of went into the netting more than anything else, so that's good news. But at the moment, that was scary. I got to think, uh, where you played on the field, you certainly had uh, a few times where you were up against the netting up against the dugout maybe at situations like those yeah i'm surprised actually that guys go tumbling into the dugout all the time and they don't get hurt more than they do and, and with Suter running into the what i thought he banged his head up against that bar that crossbar uh, you know protecting the, the dugout there i thought that's what he did thank goodness that he did not obviously that was super scary because look at the end of the day brent Suter is a very valuable piece to this pitching staff and if, if he goes down like you know in some freak injury that's going to be very detrimental to the bullpen who which is already kind of thin uh, besides the back end three right so uh, that was a scary moment i'm glad that it seems like he's okay sounds like uh also on the post game show for Bally, um, Tim Dillard mentioned that this guy is a freak athlete, and that's why he he, he went for that ball. He can he can reverse dunk, I guess. So I, a little hmm. a lot of people didn't know that. I never knew that. I didn't think he was that good of an athlete. I thought he was pretty good, but yeah, that was scary. I'm glad he's all right. Reverse dunk. I can yeah. touch the net. That's about as far <laughs> as I can go. Yeah, I I, I think uh, at one point I could maybe get like a fingernail on the rim, and I was a decent athlete, so it's pretty impressive by him. (laughs) I got a text message from Mike in Colorado. says, I find this loss to be somewhat disturbing. While it's early in the new year, it seems as though the Brewers are starting the season in similar fashion to how they ended last season. Right now, I'm not sure what is normal for this team, especially from their offense. And Vinny, I've said this before, this is when I really struggle talking about a team because if the issues that we've seen in the Cubs series and in tonight, if if we're still talking about those same things two, three months from now, then yeah, this is real. But if if this just goes away and it's just part of the, the beginning of the season, then it's nothing. Like I, I have such a hard time evaluating anything that's going on right now. And I know that sounds like a, a total cop out, but it's just it's the way it's the cyclical nature of baseball and what it's like early on in the season. It's so true. It is so true. It's easy to get kind of wrapped up in what's going on, you know, from from game to game. We're seven games in or eight games in at this point. So I I'm I feel the same way at times, right? Because you do see very inconsistent at bats from you know the majority of these players. 
at times. But then you do have to kind of look and take a look at what Miles uh, Michaelis was able to do in 2018. This is an 18-game winner, and he has had some injury problems ever since that season. And he pitched extremely well. He kept the hitters off balance. He he really commanded all four of his pitches. He's got a little he's got a little cut life to that fastball that he was able to command. He's got that changeup working, the big breaking ball. Um, I thought he pit, pitched exceptionally well. I'll say this though: the Brewers hitters have to do a better job when a when a pitcher is on his game and, and does have his best stuff. You can't let him settle in. You gotta do something. Put a bunt down. You know, foul off a bunch of pitches in a row. You just can't let him get into that rhythm and cruise like he did. He was cruising, and that just that just snowballs on you um, as an offense because all of a sudden that guy starts commanding the ball better when you allow him to do that. So um, this game can be so humbling. We saw the other day with Vladimir Guerrero Jr. He had three home runs in like a four-for-four four day, and the next day he goes 0-for-4, and, and he, he, striked, he struck out three or four times. Not that Christian Yelich had that four-for-four, four, three-home run day, but Yelich has really been swinging a nice bat here recently, making solid contact even on his outs. And then what happens tonight? He goes 0-for-4. He strikes out four times. Only the third time in his career he's ever struck out four times. First time as a brewer that he's ever struck out four times. And again, you don't make these all-encompassing statements. To me, what that says is this is just a really, really hard game. You said it. My goodness. If anyone stood up there and um, you know was in, in the batter's box against an 85-mile-an-hour fastball, it would look like an aspirin tablet, right? Uh, the baseball go, you know, is really, really fast. It's hard, to, it's hard to hit, just saying that. However, I mean, yeah, Christian Yelich, he, he's, been a very, he's been an enigma for all of us to kind of figure out and really talk about, and I think that that's the case for even the front office and the scouting staff and the coaching staff for the Brewers. They really don't know what's going on at times with with Yelich he looked a little bit uncomfortable at the plate tonight with with some of the pitches and how he was swinging at some of those pitches so hopefully that was just a a little bit of a a one-off and and he's able to get back to the progress that he was making uh, tomorrow night. 855-616-1620, 855-616-1620, the Yankee Net Mortgage Talk and Text Line. You can tweet in at Matt Pauley on air. Brewers fall short. They end up losing to the Cardinals 10-1. The four-game series is now even at one game apiece. When we come back, we'll get the post-game comments from manager Craig Council. That's next on WTMJ. Swinging, liner to right in the corner. It's going to be a fair ball and extra bases. Goldschmidt is digging for two. He'll stop there, and another run is going to score. It's 5-0 St. Louis. And Freddy Peralta, again, can't get out of it untouched. Yeah, that's the story of the game. Freddy Peralta was not especially good today. He got the first two batters that he faced very quickly and then struggled from there. Peralta goes just three innings, six runs on seven hits. Uh, Peralta, 77 pitches in those three innings. At one point, he'd gotten, I think, four outs and thrown about 60 pitches. So you're averaging... 14, 15 pitches per out. That's that's not going to get it done. And uh, manager Craig Council uh, did speak about that, spoke about a number of things as he uh, did uh, speak with the media just a little while ago. He uh, opened up, though, by giving an injury update on pitcher Brent Suter. Uh, I mean, he just... He he just banged into it hard. It, it looks like uh, you know the net actually stopped, stopped the most. Um... Small t- twisted his ankle a little bit. Um, you know, we took him out just 
really precautionary. Um, kind of game state. Uh, he's he's doing fine. Okay. Yeah. He looked like he lobbied pretty hard to stay back in there. Yeah, he's doing fine. He's doing fine. It was, it was he hit the wall pretty hard um, and went down pretty fast. And um, but he he was he's doing fine. Yeah, I mean it was it wasn't a good night for Freddie. He struggled. Um, you know, we gotta just kinda go back and watch it and, and learn from it and and he'll be better next time. Sort of like that first outing where he got to the two outs in the first inning and then just seemed like he couldn't quite Yeah, I mean he got two quick outs. Um, he made a good pitch to O'Neill. O'Neill had a really good pitch. Um you know, he was a little cautious with Arenado, and and then they just they just you know he, he couldn't put away a hitter after that, um, and they put together a good inning on him, tough inning. Hobie's one of those guys. You know, you, you said you know certain roles for certain guys, other guys you're trying to figure it out, but performance like that seems just as important as what you got yesterday out of. Um, I can't think of it now. Of, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I think. I mean, Gustave did. A, I mean, I'm sorry, Urena did a nice job as well. Um, you know, three innings was huge at that point. Um, Hobie was very efficient with his two innings and pitched very well. He's, he's off to an off to a nice nice start. Um, so it, it, those those two guys kept our bullpen kind of in order for tomorrow, which was important. Um, and uh, kind of go from there. Craig, even like last year in the first inning, sometimes was that was kind of a trouble area for Freddie. Is is that just a random like baseball thing, or is there something to that? Maybe? Well, I mean, I, I mean, I always believe that a starter, it's it's they are vulnerable in the first inning because they haven't been on a mo- the mound and in game action for four or five days, and um, it, it is a great inning to to get them before they settle in and get comfortable. Um, you know, I mean, when you get two quick outs, you know, you feel pretty good about, uh, you know, being out there again. It just they, um, and then that, you know, they, like I said, the, the inning just kind of unfolded the way it unfolded. That the O'Neill at bat and the the Arenado at bat set it up for them. And after that, I just I thought they had really good at bats against them. Um, you know, I, I, I would give them a lot of credit. It, they just made it hard for him to finish the inning because he was he was still in good shape facing Newt Bar. Um, you know, with with a chance to get out of inning, he had a tough at bat against them, and then they just they continued with a bunch more. And obviously, that you know the Kinzer hit, you know, is one of those that you know he makes a pretty good pitch. The guy just puts the bat on the ball, and and that was you know kind of that that was the that was the big hit of the game. And essentially, it's two nothing, and we get out of the, get out of there instead. That falls in, and and we're in a big hole already. That's manager Craig Council speaking with the media just a little while ago. Brewers fall short. They lose to the Cardinals by a 10-1 score. Series even at one game apiece. Two more games to go as they will play tomorrow and Sunday before the Brewers welcome in the Pirates for a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday series coming up early next week. How did this one go down? Yeah, we got to do it. We got to tell you uh, exactly what happened with the highlights. We'll do that next. This is Brewers Extra Innings. Ready for this? This Get up! and this. Get out of here, Time for tonight's highlights. Here's Matt Foley. Rough one for the crew. They lose to the Cardinals by a 10-1 score. Pitching matchup. The Brewers with Freddie Peralta on the mound. Miles Michaelis getting the start for St. Louis. 
through the first two batters of the game, it looked really good for the Brewers as Dylan Carlson flied out, Paul Goldschmidt grounded out, four pitches in, Freddie Peralta's got the first two outs, everything is looking good, but not so fast. Tyler O'Neill then doubles on what was a pretty good pitch. That pitch uh, could have easily resulted in the third out of the inning. Maybe we'd be talking about a different game at this point, but it didn't. Tyler O'Neill doubles, then there is a pass ball that allows O'Neill to go to third. Nolan Arnato walks, Lars Newtbar walks, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, bases are loaded for Harrison Bader. Here comes Freddie. Swinging a line drive. Base hit to right center. St. Louis going to have an early lead. Arenado is going to wind up at third. Or is he? He'll be home. Newtbar all the way to third on that line drive off the bat of Harrison Bader. And St. Louis looking good here in the opening inning. Yeah, and they weren't done as Andrew Kisner would come through as well. Second and third with two down. Here comes Peralta, swinging, a little long drive, a little line drive, and the right field's going to drop two more or in, and the Cardinals lead 4-0. That would be the score going to the bottom of the first inning when the Brewers go down pretty quietly. Top of the second, Freddie Peralta back out working. A lot of times when he struggles in the first inning, it kind of fixes itself in the second. Not the case today. Dylan Carlson is hit by a pitch to lead the inning off. The next hitter is Paul Goldschmidt. Swinging, liner to right in the corner. It's going to be a fair ball and extra bases. Goldschmidt is digging for two. He'll stop there, and another run is going to score. It's 5-0 St. Louis. And Freddie Peralta, again, can't get out of it untouched. He then strikes out Tyler O'Neill, but the next hitter after that, Nolan Arenado. Arenado base hit to left field. This is going to score another run. And Nolan Arenado, as I said a moment ago, they don't only hit home runs, I mean they can bat too. And Arenado with his 10th RBI on the year. So 6 nothing the score at that point. Freddie Peralta would uh, throw a scoreless third. That would end his day as Jose Urena would then come into the contest. He would give up a run in the fifth inning with one out. Edmundo Sosa gets a base hit, and it brings up Tommy Edmund. That one hit in the air to right center and very deep and big trouble, and it is going to be gone. And it is 8 nothing. The two-run shot by Tommy Edmond, who homered in yesterday's game. Urena would be done after the sixth inning in the seventh. Hobie Milner comes in. He pitches a scoreless seventh in the bottom of the seventh. The Brewers would get uh, their first and only run of the day. Miles Michaels, who is just rolling along, back out for his seventh inning. He would give up a one-out base hit to Andrew McCutcheon. Uh, after the second out is recorded, Hunter Renfro gets a base hit. That puts runners on at first and second, and that ends the day for Michaelis. Nick Whitgren then comes in, and the first batter he faces is Omar Nervais. Whitgren. At the belt, throws home. That one's lined down the right field line. A base hit. Here comes McCutcheon to try and score. The throw from Carlson's cut off. The Brewers are on the board. It's 8-1 on the RBI single from Omar Narvaez. Milner throws a scoreless uh, eighth inning, so we go to the bottom of the eighth. That's when Andre Plante comes in for St. Louis. He puts up a zero, so we head to the ninth. New pitcher into the game is Brent Suter. He gives up a base hit to Tyler O'Neill, and it brings up Arenado. 
Those games still in progress. The pitch. Arenado lines one to the gap in left center. Going to get off the wall and hit the wall and over. Did that go out of here on the line? Hit the wall, right? Skipped on top of the wall and Arenado with a two-run home run makes it a 10-1 game. At that point, a bit of a scary situation on a uh, Lars Newtbar uh, pop-up. Uh, Brent Suter would be going for it over on the third base side right up against the Cardinal dugout. He ended up colliding and really hitting the dugout hard. Luckily, he went into the net. Uh, on first look, the way his head kind of bounced back, it looked like maybe he hit that top bar. He didn't, but uh, he comes out of the game at that point, and we get a position player pitching as uh, Mike Brasso comes into a pitch, and uh, he's able to get out of the inning. Brewers go down rather quietly in the bottom of the ninth, a couple hits and nothing more. And that's how this one finishes off. The Brewers come up short against the Cardinals. Final score, 10-1. to With the win, St. Louis goes to 4-2. and The Brewers, they drop back to 500 at 4-3. and Winning totals for St. Louis, 10 runs, 14 hits, no errors. They leave at 9. For Milwaukee, 1 run, 6 hits, no errors. They leave 8. Winning pitcher, Miles Michaelis, he's 1-0. Freddie Peralta takes the loss as he drops to 0-1. Home runs for St. Louis, Edmonds hits his third, and Arnott hits his fourth of the year. The game lasting three hours and ten minutes played in front of a crowd of 26,874 folks here at American Family Field. 10-1 the final score. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We will preview game three of the series tomorrow and also get you some scores from around baseball. Brewers lose to the Cardinals 10-1. This is Brewers Extra Innings. 10-1 the final. The Brewers lose to the Cardinals tonight here at American Family Field. Matt Pauley back with you starting to wrap up this edition of Brewers Extra Innings. One more text message before we call it a night. Doug texting in. He says, I know this game was done in the first inning the way the Brewers are hitting, and I don't see it getting much better anytime soon. There is no comparison between the Brewers and the Cardinals lineups. I don't care how good your pitching is. It takes runs to win games. First off, you get down 4 nothing in the first inning. More often than not, the team that gets down 4 Four nothing in the first inning is going to lose the game. That's uh, I don't know the exact numbers, but more you're down four nothing, you're probably gonna you're probably gonna lose that game. That being said, the Brewers have been a very good come from behind uh, team really throughout the entire Craig Council era. Of their four wins this year, half of them, two of them are in come from behind fashion. It's just it's very it's all or nothing right now from them offensively. If this would have been one of their all nights, well then four runs would have been easy to come back from. It was one of their nothing nights where they score just the one run. So it's it's very uneven right now with what the team is doing from a run scoring perspective. That's how I would uh, describe it, just uneven. You don't really know what you're going to get from uh, from one night to another. I do agree with you, Doug. I, I think the Cardinals, from a run scoring standpoint, are better than the Brewers. I think the Cardinals are a really good run scoring team. I don't think they're anywhere near, they're not in the same zip code as the Brewers when it comes to pitching, even with what Miles Michaelis did tonight. Michaelis was fantastic. Uh, I've said it over and over. If you, if you took the what the Cardinals do offensively and what the Brewers do from a pitching perspective and kind of merge them together, that's a really that's one of the best teams in baseball, without a doubt. I like the Cardinals from an offensive standpoint. They are better than the Brewers, I think, and we'll see if that changes at all as the season does go along. Let's get you some scores from around baseball. The Cubs, they fall short against the Rockies tonight by a 6-5 score. Marcus Stroman goes four innings for Chicago, takes the loss, allowing five runs on six 
six hits, four strikeouts, and one walk. The Pirates, they lose to the Nationals by a 7-2 score. The Pirates drop to 3-4 and four with that loss, and the Reds are in action right now. They are trailing the Dodgers by a 3-1 score. That game in the bottom of the sixth inning, so if that game holds up, the only NL Central team that's going to win tonight would be the Cardinals. Around the Brewers minor league system, Low A Carolina, they fall short at Fredericksburg in a in one-sided fashion. They lose by a 14-1 score. The Timber Rattlers pick up a win at Beloit tonight, 2-0. Beloit is now 0-7. Double uh, A, Biloxi, they win at home over Mississippi, 7-3. And Triple A, Nashville, they fall short at Gwinnett by a 2-1 score. Brewers and Cardinals play game three of this four-game series coming up tomorrow. Adrian Hauser will make the start for the crew, 0-1, 4.91 ERA. Lefty Steven Matz goes for St. Louis. 6-10 first pitch, network coverage at 5-35. I'll talk to you before the game at 5 o'clock for Brewers warm-up, and then I'll talk to you again after the game for another edition of Brewers Extra Innings here on WTMJ.